Hello, and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Eric King, and along with my co-host, Mino Pachan, we're here to talk about all things mental health. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the City of Mind podcast. We're on episode number nine. Nine. We almost double digits, man. That's crazy. That's crazy how time was. We started at like two months ago now, just about. Time has mm-hmm. been flying. Man. But mm-hmm. yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, last week, we had a returning guest, a good friend of ours, Stephen Moore of moreawarenessteas.com. That's the fam. Eight. We just pretty much continue our conversation with addiction and Mm-hmm. What that journey was like for him and how it could relate to other people that are struggling with addiction as well. So if you missed mm-hmm. that episode, go ahead and tune on in. And check Bless it yourself. Out. Bless yourself. Go check that out, man. It's an, uh, basically an extension of um, how we started off the podcast, talking about the beginning. He was our first guest, um, kicked us off right. And um, that was our shortest show. So I was like, I got to have you back, give you a little bit more time to explain your journey. And um, I think, yeah, man, people will be blessed by it. It kind of continues the theme of what we've been talking about these last these last uh, few episodes, so um, that was a he's he's able to make a a pretty heavy subject of addiction, you know, alcoholism, all that stuff, and but again, do it with a smile, like do it like in a hopeful type of way. So um, that 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 blessed me and encouraged me. So I know it'll do it for y'all. Um, but today uh, we're gonna continue on the theme of serious topics. Um, not serious as in oh man, such a downer, but it's serious as in. Hey, this is real stuff, and uh, we all deal with it, man. And that is the uh, the F word. Mm. Not that F word. See, I know your mind's <laughs> went. This is a clean show. This is a family show. But that F word is failure. It's not a four-letter mm. word. <laughs> but yeah. that, that F word of failure is something that affects us all. And um, sometimes it, it, the profanity is easier. <laughs> yes. That's true. <laughs> true, man. Definitely. Um, but as before we kick off everything, we just want to uh, thank our sponsor uh, for the show. Um, you know, this episode of the Consider Your Mind podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, for listeners who are new and may not know, uh, Consider Your Mind started with my own personal mental health journey that began with me seeking the help of a therapist. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And as a special offer to consider your mind listeners, uh, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash consider your mind. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash consider your mind. Now, back to the show. So, this F word, man. You ever, you ever use that F word, um, you know? Many times. Many this, times. This, that other, this other one. Yeah. Oh. Even counted yeah. this in your own personal life, my brother. Many times, too many times, unfortunately. But hey, mm. it makes you who you are today, man. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm still breathing, and I'm still chucking along, man. There you go, man. Because I heard a, um, I, one of the things I heard many years ago. I don't know who said it, but they're a wise person that said, "Failure is never final. You know what it's true. only final when you really give up. So, um, just because you fail doesn't mean uh, that's the end of it." You know, uh, continuing the theme of every show, man, you really control the narrative of your life. And if it ends on failure, you know, um, that's on you. You know, it, it doesn't have to end there. Uh, I have, I was in grad school and I, and I tell people this all the time, man. I was in school. Um, some people graduated summa cum laude, magna cum laude. I graduated thank the laude. You feel me? <laughs> I, um, I was not, you know, Mr. Academic. But one thing that I did was I didn't give up. I remember going into a test literally knowing I was about to flunk this thing. It was one of them quantitative classes, was not good at it. 
And it was one of the hard classes too. And I was going into the thing. Literally, right after I got done with the test, I went and signed up for the class again. <laughs> semester, because it was a requirement. And I knew, that's what I'm saying. I'm familiar with this failure thing, people. That was, that was me in grad school. You know what? Knowing I'm about to go ahead and take this test, and it's not going to go well for you guys. You know, this story is not going to end well for the black guy. And, but knowing I, I wasn't afraid of it, that wasn't the end of it for me. That wasn't going to stop me from getting my degree. Went ahead, took it a different, um, same class with a different professor, gave it another shot. And hey, we're here today. First, you don't so, succeed. Try, try again. It's it's mm. very simple, man. We all know these things, but um, that's not how. That's the rose colored glasses of it. I can tell you about the the time I didn't give up in grad school when I got here. But now nah, there's some times I definitely accepted that f word. Um, did did a little bit too much accepting of it instead of fighting through. Mm. Uh, it is a different feeling when you go into something like you said, taking your test. You already knew that you know this is not going to go too well for me. But that's oh. a different type of failure. You're accepting it, but you're kind of looking at it in a positive light because you know yeah. you can, you're giving it another go. You know that's what mm -hmm. you're about to do. So mm -hmm. that kind of failure, it's, it's easy to roll with the punches when that happens. Mm -hmm. The failure that's hard is when you put everything into it. Mm. Your time, your effort, blood, sweat, and tears. Put everything that you got into it, 110%, and come up short. Dang, yeah. that, that extra 10, that's what makes it hurt worse when you put oh, 110 man. on it. That's when you Man. got nothing left when it don't work out. You know, failure is always demoralizing and upsetting. It's a mm. very upsetting experience. But, mm. folks, you all know it's not about how you fall. It's how you get back up, right? There you go. And how many times you got to get up? It doesn't matter as long as you just get up. Get mm -hmm. up and go at it again. Mm -hmm. And I've failed many times in my life. One of them, my biggest failure to me was when I got cut from varsity. Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, again, there's always yeah. a guy's show. We got to bring up sports. And <laughs> so here's the thing. For people that don't know, we're, we're about to get into this story. Getting cut from a team really, really hurts. Okay, I don't care what sport you're in. All right, if you really love that sport, if that's what you've dedicated, like it's a part of you. And as you said, Mena, you just mentioned it. I was able to, I knew there was another class coming up. There was some, another professor. I had another shot at this right afterwards. Mm -hmm. What's so bogus about sports and what hurts about it so much is it is so final. At least for yeah. that season, you got to wow. wait a whole nother year <laughs> to go back, you know, if that's possible, if you're not, you know, your senior year or something like that. So, um, yeah. so go ahead, man, continue me. You know, I'm about to, I'm about to cry for you on this one. <laughs> right, so anyone that knows me my whole life growing up was soccer. Ever since I was a kid, soccer has been my sport played with older people all my life. So I was always a couple, I guess you could say, skill lovers ahead of people in my age group. So I was mm -hmm. on the upper tier. And that was my life. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play professional. Hefty goals, but, you know, it was something that was there because I knew I was good when I realized everyone around me at my age couldn't do the things I was doing. And as I got older, you know, I remember making my first team at junior high. It's the best feeling in the world. You put in this work, put in the you know, training hours and everything like that and learning the game, learning your craft. And then you can make a ninth grade team as a seventh grader. Awesome. Nice. You know, and then, you know, as it build, I got better, you know, next year I come back as an eighth grader. I'm the captain of the freshman team. You know, mm. go on and yeah. do things. And I was, the coaches would tell me, you know, varsity is going to be your spot. If you keep this up, everything is ready, you know, set to go. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. It's all the vision. Yeah. 
And then coming to my knowledge at my high school, it's 10th through 12th. So junior high for us was 7th through 9th. Our rival school was Egan. I was a Burnsville kid, black and yellow. Shout out Burnsville, home of the blaze. Let's go. <laughs> um, even though I graduated from Egan, but it's so. Hey, man, street ties, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so when the time comes, I was like, right, I'm excited. I'm going to have my shot to actually go and try out for varsity and everything. I find out that I'm moving to the rival school. Mm. Dreams crushed. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm going to Egan. I don't know anybody there. I'm about, to, you know, I was looking forward to going to high school with my, you know, friends that I made since elementary and mm-hmm. graduate together and all that, build those memories. But no, I go to a rival school that I didn't know nobody. And on top of that, I go try it out. And they knew that I was coming. They knew who I was. And I got kept in the 10th grade team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, maybe I just got to prove myself a little harder. But I don't know anybody. No politics. And for me. The politics of it. School. Yes, definitely. So next year comes. I, I worked hard all the off season, everything like that. And then I'm like, all right, cool. I got hurt in the middle of the summer, but that didn't slow me down. But that's mm-hmm. besides the point. I get to try out. Coach's son is the, you know, on the team, and his best friend is also played in the same position as me. And he's been playing with these guys since they were young. Mm-hmm. He's a goalie. You're a goalie, yeah. right? You're a goalie yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yep. When I was a goalie, same age as me, he's gonna get starting over me. Even if I make mm. the rush, I'm gonna be on backup. Doesn't Coach's matter. son. Oh, yeah. lose lose situation. Anyways, I remember the last day of practice. It didn't go so well for me, and in front of everyone, they started cutting people. It was cutting day. And he comes up to me, he's like, you know, thank you for your time, but uh, unfortunately, you didn't make the team. And I remember just looking at him, and I was like, I just let it all out, man. It's like, again, from like six years old to about this time, I was about 16, 16, yeah, 10 years. 10 years. And I was like, man, he's going to take this away from me too? I was like, you know, I was like, no. That's messed up. I'm better than the goalie here. I'm, you know, I put in the work, man. Like, I was like, man. So I start cussing. I cussed him out, and I've never cried on the field and everything. I threw the bag that I had with, like, everything. I just threw it away. Like, it was just the end for me. I've never, it's weird because it's like, this is what I've always wanted, and here it is. Mm -hmm. And now, because of certain things that weren't out of my control, I get cut. Not even allowing me to play on like a JV or anything. Just completely cut. Done. Mm -hmm. Done. The junior. And I was like, man, everything that I worked for to get to this point, maybe I didn't work hard enough. Maybe, you know, this and that. Yeah, you started doubting yourself. I started doubting myself and it messed with me, man. And it's like, but later to find out that it was because they didn't like me. Mm -hmm. And they knew that I was a Burnsville kid. Politics, man. I didn't get my fair shot. So that hurt even more. I mean, what made me mad and upset about it is that during those times, that you know, for like a year, I was doubting myself mm-hmm. when really I was just given a fair chance. So that made me even more yep. angry, you know? To- no, that's even worse because, again, when you feel like it's literally just been taken from you, yeah. you know, because, again, it's a uh, multitude of things. The politics of it, you're from the rival school, so the kids on the team don't necessarily like you. You don't have those connections. And then the coach's son is playing your position. I know somebody out there is feeling us on this one because I was like, that happens so much where, you know, the favoritism, the politics, and then it's not necessarily always about your skill, you know, when that's taken away from you. And, and when it's supposed to be a merit-based thing, that's the thing about sports. It's supposed, it gives us hope. Like, hey, if I do the work, I put in the hard work, if I can score the points, if I can, you know, do this, then I should be selected. And when it doesn't go like that, there's um, other factors involved. Man, it hurts. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's so long ago and, to 
you know, when it comes to yeah. like people said, oh, this because this, this and that, and they said this. I mean, who knows? It might not have been true. Maybe I just wasn't playing up to par. But someone else is just, you know, in my ear or whatever, trying to boot me up or whatever the case may be. But still doesn't yeah, change make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. Still doesn't change the fact that I came up short. Mm-hmm. You know? And I have no one else to blame. I could blame the coach. I could blame whatever. But realistically, I just look at it from my own point of view is that I just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. After all those years, it just wasn't good enough to make. <sighs> that's and that's the narrative stuff. you tell yourself. The coping, you have to make it make sense to you. Like I said yeah. in the previous episode, cognitive dissonance. You have to... Again, something's got to square. And so, um, yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's not like, again, like you have to wait a whole nother year just to try out if you want to. And again, what are the odds really? You know, so that's why, um, again, people that know, you know, of course, Michael Jordan, everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. Oh, um, yeah. But that whole thing about him being cut from his, you know, team, his sophomore year of high school, you know, because again, if you're really good, as you said, your sophomore years, you skip kind of sophomore. You go straight to varsity, you know, if you're really that guy. And so when he didn't, you know, make it, that's what they're talking about. His sophomore year, he got didn't make the varsity team and literally had to go ahead all the way over a year, had to wait a whole nother year to go ahead and get his shot and play like a regular person, <laughs> you know, junior, you know, and senior years. But those times are so critical. And that's when, what, you're 15, 16 years old. Yeah. It's, and such decisions, such massive things and directions can change your life. They're emotional at that stage, you know? Your, your hormones mm-hmm. going crazy. You, you, you get very highs and then you get very lows. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a crazy emotional roller coaster ride. Those mm-hmm. things, you know? And failure just is not the icing on the cake that you want. No. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, but there's always ways to look at failure too, you know? It could be obviously the best healthy ways to go about it positively. What are you going to learn from it? You got to learn something from it. You failed, you know? And it takes, you know, a good hard look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, all right, this didn't work last time. What went wrong? And really dissect the issue and really work at it, you know? No matter what you do, you fail. You just got to keep trying, man. Mm-hmm. No, failure is not, failure's not final. Failure is not final. Right. And it's like failure trains you to be a stronger person, too. You know, put in hard work and effort every single day and hopes to achieve an outcome that you've been craving for. You just want it, you know? So, yeah, and they also say hard work pays, so. <laughs> yeah, it does, but not always in the way that you think or, like, not mm-hmm. in that thing because there's a lesson that you can take from that that, you know, maybe you can um you can take from that but that you can apply to another area in your life, you know, learning how to deal with adversity because to your point, if, if you're one of those people with nothing ever, you know, you always were the golden child or something like that. And, you know, got what you wanted, never had adversary. Like you don't really develop character. And then when something does happen to you, you destroys you, you know, those people that just go off the deep end, one thing happens to them and they just can't go on. As opposed to other people who have taken, you know, some L's, taken some losses in their life and they've seen themselves still be alive, still wake up the next day, still be able to, you know, function. They, that's in the memory banks, as opposed to somebody who, Again, it's success after success, and all of a sudden, they don't know what to do when they fail. You know, um, you know, it's real stuff, you know? Yeah, taking L's doesn't have to be a bad thing, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take it as ways to, to learn yourself, you know? Yeah, there you go. That's the other L, learning, not just loss, learning, lessons. You feel me? Those are the L's. Um, that's how we need to be storing those. Change the language of it, in a sense. Yes. And some of the things I've done, you know, that may help some people that's going through that right now is you know, ways to overcome failure in your life. And 
you know, you can't be threatened by failure. You have to know that that's a possibility. No matter what you do, it's it's always a possibility that something's not going to go according to plan, you know. And then there's you know there's nothing wrong with failing, you know. That gives you a chance to study yourself, look forward to the next thing, what you can do, tasks, follow routine. That's what we talked about last episode as well. That's having a routine to keep you grounded. That's your base, you know. And just know that you could always come up on top. You just gotta keep putting in the work. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, again, it's about what you believe about yourself. You think you are a failure? Now, there's a difference between failing and being a failure. That's all the difference in the world, you know, mm. between, hey, I'm going through it or it's over, you know. Um, and you know which side we on over here. It's not over. We're just going through it. Um, we're not failures. We just fail sometimes. Actually, one of the things that inspired me to do this, my buddy, uh, he sent me a video of um, a lady that he actually knows uh, from his from his church. And uh, she actually did a TED Talk on failure years ago. Her name's uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Lentz, L-E-N-T-Z. And she did a um, basically a, a whole TED Talk, you know, about a year ago about the science of the F word. No one wants to talk about failure. You know, it's on, you know, YouTube. Um, and, like, it was, it was really interesting because her, her experience was being a part of a music, you know, transitioning from sports. She was a music, you know, major. That was her life, was music, um, piano and organ. And her thing was, you know, she was in the program for a couple years, highly competitive program. And then um, one day, again, just like the coach, just sat you down one day, um, like it's nothing, really come out their lips. Hey, we appreciate you being in this program, giving you time and all that. But um, this is as far as you go, you know. And she was cut from the team, cut from her program. You know, she'd been doing that her whole life. Music it had been her first love. You know, people who are music majors. They know kind of how serious it is. And so, um, so the thing is, like, instead of that was kind of the end of it for her. She said she never played again. You know, it's been 30 years. Her whole TED Talk was about picking up, you know, a grand, like a piano again and uh, playing again. And so she hadn't done that for 30 years. Um, but it, and it defined it all based on what that um, professor told her. She was cut from the program, and she took that as meaning that she was a failure. You know, that part of her life was over. She has a whole, had a whole new direction, you know, um, academically. You know, she's a doctor and stuff like that, um, a professor. And so, but what that does, again, she internalized it. And again, it cost her so much physically, um, you know, it's affecting her health, all that stress, all that blocking out, you know, denying what her real passion and love was. You know, that's the it, debilit, it debilitated her. So she went through a couple divorces. Um, oh. She went through all the exactly all these things in her life, where and it was actually covering up from the fact that she had let what somebody told her thirty years ago that you know um, that got into her brain that she was a failure. You know that not that you know she couldn't transfer to another program. She could have gone to somewhere else, but no, she internalized it and and. You know, and it really changed the course of her life. And it's taken, again, 30 years to go ahead and, um, you know, and it seems, rekindle it seems that love for her. It seems to have affected her more than just her professional career. It even leaked into her personal life. Horses, mm-hmm. and you know. And again, people, that goes to show, man, when, you, when you're really talking down on someone, just think of what it can do to them, you know. That's why it should be important to build each other up instead of breaking each other down. Mm-hmm. 
No, because um, again, sometimes and some some people are more resilient than others. Again, based on background, based on whatever it is. Um, so you may be saying yourself, "Dang man, why didn't she just you know bump that professor? Um, you know, go transfer to another team. You got cut." Da da da. However, man, um, at that time, um, that's we don't always make the best decisions. Uh, she has she has a great thing um, that she says in her TED talk, which is they tell you after surgeries, after major surgery. Don't make any like you know life cha- life decisions after a major surgery, after a major you know event in your life, traumatic event basically, after a trauma. Don't make any major life decisions. And as she said, that's the mistake that she made after this trauma. <laughs> she decided that was the end of her music life. You know, just like that. So her mindset yeah. completely flipped around her wanting to follow her passion mm-hmm. yeah she thought she you know wasn't good enough or wasn't maybe worthy enough of it um now again reflecting on it now she has another video that she put out this valentine's day talking about um you know actually stepping on the organ for the first time since then and still mm. having as she put it man i still got game like still had some of the the muscle memory because she again she did it all the way up until you know this is college so this is you know her whole you know started young if you played piano and music you know usually those people start very young and do it as their life you know now she's in her early 20s and this happens to her and so a lot of those those muscle memory those mechanics those basics that the groundwork she laid she just buried it for so long but it was still there and then you know it felt so good she said to actually go ahead and put on her organ shoes get on there and make the sounds again and again as she said it still had game and that did something for her you know that's that's life fuel kind of re-sparked you know. her passion though there you go after th- 30 years that's you wild. know exactly <laughs> she had put that you know put that part of herself denied it and sealed it away but it manifested itself in other ways in her life and now again now she's reflecting you know back on it and again this is a person by all accounts is successful now you know right. she's a you know educated woman a professional woman um but that know. doesn't mean hmm? uh, uh cheryl lynch yeah. lentz sorry lentz l-e yep l-e um n-t-z and so, yeah, she has a TED Talk and she has a channel as well, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. Um, so that was, but again, it, it just inspired me like, wow, man, somebody, um, somebody that didn't, uh, that didn't let that failure be the end of it for real, you know? Because it's the easiest thing after that, after 30 years to say, man, it's too late. You know, it's over. It's too late. I'm just, it's still denying that. And what, that would not help her. You know, that that wouldn't give her the joy and the passion that she needs to go ahead and live life. And, you know, um, when we're denying ourselves and we're denying who we really are, what we really want, what our passions are, and we aren't living in that, you know, it's not that it'll just make you a grumpy person, man. It can affect you physically. Like I said, the woman um, had many ailments, pretty debilitating, <laughs> actually. And all of a sudden, once she made the decision to, um, again, not now living life healthy, once she, you know, came to terms with what she was, um, again, as she says, going back to her first love, you know, bang, the, you know, the mind could heal and then the body could heal as well. That, that stress, um, she talks about a little bit too, that cortisol that's released, that stress hormone, it really, um, you know, it, it causes damage internally into our bodies that we don't see. You know, we just think everything's fine. We just think we're getting sick. Oh, we just think we're, you know, getting old. We just think all this stuff. But no, it, that's, there's a there there. It's coming from somewhere. Um, and it's coming from somewhere. Again, you got to consider your mind, <laughs> you know, literally. I mean, 
it's all pretty much comes down to having, I guess you could say, the right mindset. Again, mm-hmm. even though she quit and gave up on her, I guess you say, passion for 30 years, it still find a way to find uh, find a way back to her. You know what I mean? Like, if it's something you love, just don't let it. I mean, I don't know. She just had the right people around her, give her the support, maybe get her a little spark, that little nudge to be like, hey, why don't you just play it? You know, just hop on the you know, piano, whatever she was playing, and just see where it goes, you know? And it's like having that right mindset to even get up or give it a try again, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles to come over when you fail at something, is to having that want to do it again because you don't know if you're going to succeed this time or if you're just going to fail again and everything like that. So I don't know, man. It's failure. It comes down to mindset, guys. I mean... Surround yourself with good people. You'll be all right. You have the right mindset knowing that you can do it, knowing that failure is part of life. It's part of the process. And, you know, you'll be able to get over it and fight through it. Yeah, and taking those opportunities. Because to her credit, she said, uh, you know, um, somebody had a a piano they were kind of getting rid of. And so needed someone to take it. And so she took that opportunity to go ahead and, um, you know, use it. You know, she could have just, you know, let that pass him on by. But when life presents you with other opportunities to go ahead and, um, you know, fulfill those things, wrong those rights in a sense, you know, you have to have it within you to go ahead and take that, those opportunities. And so you have to believe that you aren't a failure, literally. You have to believe that you're worth it. Um, One thing that I mentioned last show, and I I had to get it in there because I had just watched the video and... um, it's, and I really loved how she said it. You got to give yourself compassion to try. You know? You got to give yourself compassion. Because a lot of times we we get so mad at ourselves. Man, why didn't I fight harder? Man, why did I give up? Man, why? Da, 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 we start, man, I'm really, we get so mad at ourselves. You know, and when we would tell other people, hey, man, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Hey, get back out there. You, try, you know, we can be so encouraging to other people. But when it comes to ourselves, though, we're the worst <laughs> yeah, we're the worst critics, man. And um, yeah, so again, mindset. you gotta have compassion. You gotta ha- give yourself the compassion to go ahead and try. And I think, in a sense, and I hadn't thought about it until just now, as we're speaking on it. But I guess this is, in a sense, you know, this podcast. Um, like I said, I had it came from a media background, wanted to be in the journalism, you know, space and all that interviews. And so this is um, one of those attempts, I guess. A com- I gave myself, all right, well, that didn't work out necessarily how I wanted to. It's still there, but I don't really necessarily know how to do it. But when the opportunity kind of came, when I had a buddy to say, hey, man, we could do this thing. You know, we could do a podcast. And I was like, all my old media stuff. I was like, okay, I had to really believe <laughs> in myself. Like, all right, man, that didn't necessarily work out, but this could still. You know, why didn't that work out? Because da, da, da. it wasn't, I didn't tell myself, man, it's because you're a bad journalist, bro. It's because you're not good at this. You don't got no interview skills, man. What are you talking about? No, that wasn't, that's not what I believed about myself. And so when the opportunities, when you have those things to kind of go ahead and maybe it's not, it's not exactly the same. I mean, the woman had, you know, probably dreams of playing in concert halls, you know, being a professional musician, you know, all this stuff. Um, But now, hey man, she has the opportunity to play in church. Still Mm -hmm. has the opportunity to play in front of people, you know, uh, serve the Lord with her gifts. And so... Hey, man, I'm not on CNN. I am not the straight Don Lemon, all right? I'm not on TV every day, but I do have a platform. I do have something, you know? And it depends on your mindset. Again, it could, it, it could, you can have the mindset it's never good enough. 
well, if I can't have that, well, then it don't count. If I can't have that, well, then it don't count. It's it just, you know, again, those things are that we put our, those internal barriers to limit ourselves when we don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, failure, it feels like, at least in my experience, I know I say I failed at a lot of things, but to me, even though I failed at things that I tried, at least I could walk away saying that I gave it a shot. It's, you know, you got to find lessons in all these things that you failed at. And what can you do better? Is it for you? Maybe it's not. But it lets you learn who you are. Mm, you know That's what I a mean? great point. It lets you learn who you are. And it's like, well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't do that because I physically can't. But I tried. That's mm -hmm. definitely not for me. Mm -hmm. you know? But maybe this is. You know, I have a lot of experience that I like to share. So maybe this is a good avenue for me to get in and start a podcast and you know, let my story be heard and hopefully hear other people's struggles that, you know, could help me be like, oh, they're going to do the same thing I did. Uh, what did they do to cope with it? You know, when I learned mm -hmm. something from them, they can learn something from me. And I don't have to worry about, I guess you say, too much negativity around it because it's mental health. It's everyone. <laughs> <You're trying. laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I'm putting myself out there and, you know, I personally don't care what people think they say oh why are you telling your story this and that and that is my story and i want to tell it you know like when i'm That's when it. i'm done here you know at least there's something of me that maybe my future cousin could look up and say oh i had a cousin did podcast there's his voice mm -hmm. that's what he did that's awesome you know like there's a piece of me that i know is going to be out there now and mm -hmm. you know, for my family members down the line and if you believe in reincarnation, what if I come back in the year 3020 and I hear my voice like, hey, I know that guy. That's mm -hmm. me. You know, who knows? It gets a mm -hmm. possibility. You can't tell me that it can't happen. Hey, we don't know. Hey, we don't. To tell you the truth, none of us know. <laughs> okay. We have great speculations. We have beliefs and all that stuff. But but none of us, none of us would truly know that. Um, but that's the that's a good mindset to have, man. Hey, man, doing something. You know, you can't. You got to multiply. from. And again, media is very powerful. Again. Um, but. The, you got to multiply. Um, you can't multiply from zero, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just because something isn't working doesn't give you an excuse not to work. <laughs> you just got to figure out what you can be working on, what you can be working at. So um, I, I hate a defeatist attitude. That is something I really, truly um, despise. You know, I use the H word, but I'm going to use the despise. I despise <laughs> defeatist attitude. There's nothing I can do can't do that like that's one of the things i just hate to hear too late can't do it can't do it like what you mean you feel me like like i can't do that like i really just don't like that language even when i use it i be despising myself you feel me like mm. <laughs> i had to check myself every once in a while no do attitude yeah the can't no 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 you gotta have a can do attitude what is it are you an african or an african <laughs> there you go at I least know. give it the I try. Mm -hmm. you know give I mean? yourself compassion to try. I remember being an assistant branch manager at one point, and I would always ask somebody, be like, hey, man, you don't get the sale. It's okay. Just just try. Just mm -hmm. give me a little effort. That's it. You know, just, just at least give me the effort that you're trying. Keep That's shooting. It. That's it. Just mm -hmm. try. Mm -hmm. Try. You know, we come up under, uh, again, shout out to the, you know, basketball season, uh, all-star game came and they had the 75 greatest players and all that. And one of them for sure, man, was so dope to see Allen Iverson 
AI, man. Yeah, I Yes. Now, people, everybody, again, want to be like Mike. Man, we want to be like AI. Let's tell the truth, bro. Like, we grew up in my generation. Even LeBron says that with the, with the sleeve and everything. He was like, yo, we wanted to be like Mike. But no, we really wanted to be like AI. Yes. <laughs> you know, Allen Iverson. And he was known for, again, shooting. He was known for scoring. He, he was oh, not known for lead. shooting a great... Yeah, exactly. He was not known for shooting a great shooting percentage. You know why he wore that sleeve? Because he had elbow injury. Mm, okay. And Maybe. Wanted, yeah, there you go. And then it yeah, caught on. He wanted something that could protect his elbow a little bit. So they mm. made the sleeve with the padding on it. Mm-hmm. Wore it. But instead of just putting it on the elbow, he just turned it into a full sleeve. And mm-hmm. the rest is history. There you go. Just little things. And yeah, now you see how many people are you know influenced with that. Not to mention Every grade. sports. Every sport. <laughs> All of them, exactly. They, it's they universal, work. that influence. But I think I kind of grew up with that mentality, though, of, you know, speaking of sales, when I was doing it with you, keep shooting. You know what? You may miss. That was the whole legend of it, man. He may miss 20 shots in a row, but he, that he believes you're going to make that 21st. One's going to stick. We gonna, dang it, we, we getting in there. You know, I remember... Um, I don't care how you do taking it. that. Yes. And I've taken that in my life, seriously, in sales. I was selling uh, here in St. Louis. I was selling roofs for a hot second. Again, oh, man, another thing funny. that didn't go well. All right. Was not great at it. But in those couple buts, I did end up selling a roof, man. I just you kept shooting. I was that. I got one. I said that as I was leaving, as I was going to you know my next job and everything. I said, hey, this didn't work out. But yo, I didn't blank, though. You can't say. <laughs> no. Hmm. I didn't have selling one roof, this, bro. But it was like, all I need is one yes. Mm-hmm. I can have a thousand no's, mm-hmm. but that one yes is gonna make it work. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the truth, man. And that that um, and again, maybe we just got good at uh, either maybe we had an acumen for the sales world, or maybe that taught us that, or something like that. But I think that's something that I that I've taken from that period of time. Um, and just applied it to my life. Um, same thing with the getting back up. I remember Dwayne Wade, another great basketball player. He had a commercial that was like about him falling all the time, about him always hitting the deck. Every game, every day. It seemed like Dwayne Wade's all, he, the man was always falling down, getting knocked down. And it talked about him. He's like, get knocked down a thousand times, get up a thousand and one. Then it shows, you know, again, it was an inspirational commercial. It shows him keep getting up, keep getting up. He even got teammates helping him up. The point is, you don't stay down. Now, I think he eventually play, paid for that when you know, the knees went out on him. You know, his career didn't last quite as long as it could have. But the point is, you know, he was a great player and he was, but because he kept getting up, you know, getting, uh, playing through injuries, playing through um, when it's not, when it's not going so well. Um, that's when you have to, that's when you have to, again, have that, have that belief in yourself. And, um, and that F word is going to come too. Oh my goodness. Like, it's it's impossible to fail. I don't care. I don't even care if you're the uh, the best looking man on the planet. You are a freaking Thor, okay? You deal with rejection, okay? Some <laughs> some girls said no to you. We can view that as failure, um, unless you're with the um the person, your first girlfriend or boyfriend, and y'all happily married and forever and ever, amen. Then dang it, you've had some failed relationships, all right? <laughs> like all right. we've all dealt with this stuff. Um, if you single, it's, it's most likely a fail. No, you didn't. No, don't say that. Do not sit down. No, I do not I, I endorse take, that. I, I take that back. That's just for my life. Yeah, there you go. Know, you know what I'm saying? I, so it's like rejection ain't, ain't no thing to me. I get rejected left and right. I can yeah, no, we out here. We shoot I'll, AI, baby. Yeah, I'll shoot my shot. One of them's going to stick eventually. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, right, for right now, it's it's, it's cool. Uh huh. There you go. Exactly. Us single people are not failures. We just <laughs> go. We just be failing sometimes. <laughs> not. We're just currently not on the um success streak. Shout out to the uh, success case. streak. You know, and that's that and, and that's why I'm on the podcast on mental health, man. I I have a lot of anxiety and depression. It's it's it gets deep. Mm-hmm. And you guys already know some of my stories in my past relationships. Some of the things be like a movie. I swear. Mm-hmm. And it's like I it's. It got to the point where now it's like I just really don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with myself now. I've worked mentally. Every girl that, you know, that I've dated, you know, some were good and ended just mutually, which is fine. Some of them didn't end so well, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it is it is what it is. It lets me know what kind of person I don't want to be with. Man, and you know what? That's, again... I'm not going to fall into the G.I. Joe fallacy. Shout out to uh, hypnotherapist <laughs> Rupert Missick, firstlightcounseling.com.au. Don't fall into the G.I. Joe fallacy. Knowing is not half the battle. No. Simply knowing <laughs> is not half the battle. But dang it, it's something. It's a start. So knowing what you don't want in a relationship, knowing who you don't want to be with, you know, noticing some patterns like that, that can definitely, uh, you know, benefit you. But again, theme of the show, man. My my title that the title of this show, the compassion to try or something like that, because that's um, what's your reaction to that? You know, do all be, just for example. Now it's one thing, you know, for sports. It's one thing for sports. It's one thing limited amount of time and whatever. All right, well, hey man, forget like people in the Olympics. Some people that don't make it on the Olympics, summer Olympic team. I think it was one lady. Bam, she went over to the Winter Olympics, got on the bobsled team, got herself a medal like that, and transferred to other areas. She didn't say. You know, screw sports, period. Screw athleticism. Get that. I no. Got back on that horse, got in another area. But when it comes to uh, relationships, um, again, just speaking, you know, um, from the heterosexual perspective, it's not like we could just fail and all, like, all of a sudden, we fail with, uh, in a relationship with a woman or something and then just dismiss all women. Now, all women are bad. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really work like that. You know, like we can't get, you can't get mad at a whole gender or a whole population or a whole such and such. I mean, that is one way to react to it. I mean, that that's just an unhealthy way. Somebody does something that you don't like or did something to you. And all of a sudden that whole group of people ain't this, you know, it's like, you know, as as men, we hear that that all the time. All you guys are the same. All men are dogs. Um, I could say the same thing about women in my experience. You know? Exactly. It's not healthy. You know, let's just say that even the nicest guy, the nicest guy get dogged on the most. They're the guy that the girl should be with. But (laughs) I wish my boyfriend was like you. You know, a lot that I die, I'm like, man, there's no good men left. Um, Okay. And okay, this is a clip I just saw back to TikTok. I was bored, scrolling. This guy scrolls up. He rolls up to a woman. She's clearly on the phone. She's parked. He rolls down his window. He goes, excuse me, ma'am. This girl puts down her phone, looks at him with the stank face. I got a boyfriend. And he's like, that's great. But I just want to tell you that your tire is flat. And she looks down. He's like, oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. Can you help me? He's like, get your effing boyfriend to help. And he drives off. <laughs> Yo. It's, I that's wish, how it is. That's a good one. That's how like, it's unfortunate. But it's like, dang. But then I'm thinking of like. Well, what has guys done 
for girls to react like that. Openly. Man, the thirst is real out here. Oh yeah, I have a lot again, of sympathy for you. Kind of like, believe me. Not, and then again, not all guys are just out there trying to holler and get your numbers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just want. Nah, to yeah. All y'all ain't that cute. Wait. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, but sorry about that, ladies. All y'all are not that damn. Sorry, cute. not sorry. But, <laughs> but no, everybody, everybody. Um, that. I but then again, that I saw the clip and that made my day. Oh, that man. was that's funny though. Uh, oh, yeah, man. that's great, man. Your boy, uh, but you're tired. You feel what I'm saying? A humbling. Yeah. You know, they got they got this one thing on there too, man. Tangent, but it has me cracking up every time. Somebody will say something, boom, boom, and they take an L like that. And then right after that, there has this Asian dude that pops up. Emotional damage. <laughs> Yo. Bro, every time. Oh, my God. Just take, I can't do it. First time I heard that, I feel like, emotional damage. It's iconic, dude. <laughs> I was oh, like, see, that's the stuff. We're trying to be the opposite of that. But this stuff is funny, man. We are a positive show. We don't try to get messy, throw people under the bus, make fun of them. None of that. We try. It's but oh true. my goodness. We're the only ones. The rest of social media <laughs> and the internet is undefeated, man. Oh, undefeated. The internet is no. too undefeated, man. So that's another reason to bring it back full circle. Yo, man, you can't let this internet, you know, scare you. Man, say, All of a sudden, you just take an L on the internet, it's out there, it goes viral, and then you think it's over for you. Like, you have to really be, you know, armored up out here. And I got to say, you know, some people, you know, the jokesters, if you have to say, is it too early? It's too early. <laughs> I don't know who needed to hear that, but... Uh... Yo, I saw... Okay, so... Oh, man, this dark humor stuff on TikTok has got me dead. The girl says, my mother passed away a week ago, and she's crying, and someone duetted the the video. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I just wish I could talk to her. You could just pretend to be my mom and just do this laying on the ground dead. I'm like, wow. Damn. Yeah. Talk I, I think, to talk. See? Yeah, yeah, people ain't right. I was like, yo. I, I laugh. It wasn't like a laugh. Ha-ha. It was like, like, it was like a little. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah like, like, you know how someone says something and the room just is quiet? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, mm. You're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not right. Again, yeah. this stuff, man. You have to be armored up out here. Get you again therapy. This is why again we spon- therapy is sponsoring this dang show. I had to put uh, my because, phone down man. and walk out of my room. I just want you can't. Like you can I can't, man. I need to unfollow the shade room, all of that stuff because it's like, man. I'm sitting here laughing at people I need to be praying for, man. This is wrong. This is so not right. Or those quick clips to get you, if you laugh, you go to hell. And it's like messed up there. You're like, wow. But you laugh. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh, man. But no, man, luckily, you know, uh, we were born in a time where we were. So I'm, I'm so glad we didn't have camera phones, you know, when I was in college. You know, even in high school. But, you know, had a little bit in college, but it really wasn't a thing where everybody had a, a good camera phone, <laughs> HD. Of your, yeah. of your, of your, of you messing up, you know what I'm saying? It can go everywhere. I remember back then, it was just Facebook, really. If there was an embarrassing picture of you, you know what I'm saying? You holding a beer bottle in your hand or something like mm. that. You grinding up on somebody at a party. It was one place that was going to be shared right. at. Just with us that knew about it, you can get that taken down. There was no such thing really as, as going viral. Yeah. I mean, know? the camera phones is crazy nowadays. It's, it's literally, it's unfortunate like you see something happen out, you know, just out and about. The first thing people do is pull out their phone and record it instead of calling for help or checking on that person or mm-hmm. stopping that lady from being attacked. What do they do? Pull out their phones. Oh, world star, la da 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 man. Yeah. Shut yeah, up, man. Put your phone down, go <laughs> that help that toxic. person, man. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I mean, mm-hmm. at, at least it's... call 911, something. Call for help, something. <laughs> Do something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's gone too far. You know, we used to say, hey, man, I'm going to help you out there, laugh at you. I'm going to laugh at you, you know, once you make sure you're right. okay. Now, you know, because stuff is so distant, maybe it's because it's through the phone where, you know, people don't feel that connected with that person to even think to help them. So, um, they, the closest we had, again, it still goes on, but back then was cyberbullying mm-hmm. when it talked about, you know, you know, people keyboard behind, warriors. you know, keyboards saying anything that they want. Yeah, keyboard mm. warriors, Twitter gangsters, you know, um, before, um, but, you know, it, it used to start, start off just in chat yes, rooms. The most and, toxic chat know, rooms. A kid being, a, getting a whole bunch, exactly, getting a whole bunch of chat rooms they ain't got no business in, but, you know, right. kind of knew where it was coming from. Again, now you can have a video of you, you know, embarrassing moment, you get knocked out, you yep. taking an L. And now that's over. It's cross platform. It's all over, man. <laughs> People can it's YouTube it. They can TikTok it. They can Instagram it. Man. Can. It's making it easy. Everyone's catching L's. You can sneeze and get caught mm-hmm. looking wrong. You know, like, oh man, look at this dude. You know, <laughs> I like how you said that. Everybody catching L's everywhere. Exactly in yeah. HD. I mean, the moment you mess up, do something wrong, sit a certain way, walk a certain way, and someone got a phone out to catch you. Like, oh, you're an instant meme. Before you even get mm-hmm. done finishing Immediately. a sentence, you know, like <laughs> just like my boy Jr. Mm-hmm. Jr. Smith, NBA player, mm. Mm. the most. <laughs> Jr. Smith, Yo. man. And Jr. Swish, <laughs> uh, again, got the memes. The Henny God, this dude going down oh, court, man. shrugging his shoulders. You know, uh, with the bottle of Hennessy in his hand, man. Shout out to the I Am Athlete podcast. He was on there talking about how, like. He wants to. He doesn't want that to be his legacy because you say he doesn't even drink mm. Hennessy. That's wild. You feel me? I didn't know that. He's like, but it's that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, what I'm saying, oh, he's a young brother. You know, with his tattoos, so it's easy to Fits kind the of put him right? off. It's dumb. Exactly, it's exactly. Um, and for people that don't know, it's like when LeBron and them were in the finals. That last time they were in the finals with the Cavs, um, he you know called that timeout when they oh, didn't man. have it. I think it was. It kind of messed up at the end of the game. Yep, and all of a sudden you see LeBron, that meme of LeBron, like pointing to the you like, know you court, doing? you know what I'm saying, like with his hands, like what are you doing, you know? And that you just know, became his everywhere. Face, his facial reaction, like you reaction. said, before the game was even his over. Facial reaction and that his eyes trying to look yes. like me, half closed. I'm like, yo, what? Mm. Like, oh, that's that's not uh, a good look. I go online see, and the meme yeah, is there, exactly, and they're still in the middle of timeout, and I see a meme of it already. You know, like I'm like, man, already, it's not even over. It's instant. Don't even. Don't even get out of the arena before oh, it's man. already done, man. So, I mean, and that's the world we live in. But shout out to him because, you know, he came straight out of high school into the league. Um, I kind of I went to college, actually, with some guys he went to high school with. Again, really good private all-boys school or whatever. They had other NBA players that came out of there. and But they always tried to paint him a certain mm. way, you know, as, you know, again, being uneducated, being kind of a thug. But, again, comes from an affluent background. And so now that he's, you know, out of out of the NBA, you know, he's got his money and all that. Now he's going back to college. He's going to a HBCU and is on the mm-hmm. golf team. You know, I was like that. That you know, again, controlling your own narrative. I I, I give him so much respect and I commend him for give that because he's not letting that define him. Yeah, he didn't give up. Yeah, he didn't give up. He didn't, that L, that mm-hmm. failure, you know, on a big stage in front of everybody in the NBA freaking finals. That was you a know, big L he took. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really was. But for the, for him to really you know say, hey, that's not gonna be the end of me you know for him to think about he said he thinks about his family how he was raised and the people that raised him and again all of a sudden his legacy is going to be you know holding a bottle a meme with a bottle of Hennessy Mm. in it you know when he that's not even what he drinks you know he 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 refused um to let people um to to let that be the end of it to let that be the final 
you know, narrative about him. He's in control of it. And so that's that that would inspire me, man. You know, shout out to that brother, you know, for for not letting for again, not mm-hmm. giving up, believing in yourself and knowing the right who mindset you are behind and saying that. that's not, you know, to have the right mindset. You know what's crazy exactly. how you know the power of media. I didn't even know that about J.R. Smith, that he comes from, you know, good family and all that. I didn't know that because the media mm-hmm. portrayed him a certain way that I see and since I don't know him, I just went with it. You know, not not that it's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's everyone. You know, you see something, and like, oh, okay, what's said is true, I guess, right? But I don't even know the person. But to find mm-hmm. out that, you know, he does he does, he does does come from money, that he's not actually, you know, this Hennessy drinking, doped up dude. Yeah, and know, whatever. streets. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, no. it's crazy how media can take things and turn. It could, you know, mm-hmm. that's why things nowadays is so crazy with, you know, cell phones, uh, social media in general. Just things can get put online and it it takes on its own mm-hmm. narrative and you and you have no mm-hmm. control that the moment someone has a picture of you that they do whatever mm-hmm. they want with it exactly the internet is undefeated as they say the internet truly is undefeated and so um so because of that too i think it has scared a lot of people because because again you have to go through some failures that means you're trying you're right. out here trying to do something you're attempting to do something and i think it's it's kind of maybe can scare you into not wanting to do anything being so reserved, being so closed off, you know, t- t- from taking risks, from, you know, uh, I, actually, man, you remember, I think it was the one of the first, um, one of the first viral videos that went on YouTube, whatever, it was this, it was this uh, sister who was a bigger lady singing like a song, mm-hmm. she was singing, I think maybe it was a Jennifer Hudson song or something like that, and she got up on a table, there was like a little table, and she stood up on the table, bro, and I think she took a step forward, and the table oh, just no. flipped. Just her, oh, no. boom, you know, as she's singing this too, just, oh, and oh. then, bow, bro, oh. I remember. And again, she posted, that's what was amazing about it back then, like, you know, people could post their L's, and it could be kind yeah. of be a funny thing and laugh, but I don't even think we understood how, like, again, going viral for real, when that thing just spread. And so I think, you know, it does take a certain amount of confidence. You know, I do see people posting themselves, oh, yeah. you know, taking the L's yeah. in a sense. Um, you know, for, for funny factor, you know, yeah. there is some, you know, some silliness, you know, to it, but I think, uh, I think maybe the, the damage is outweighed the good. Cause I like a good laugh too. Like I said, I need to be praying for people I'm yeah. laughing at, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have, okay. So my cousin probably gonna kill me for this, but one summer he got on the trampoline, right? And if you know my cousin, his name oh, is wow. Johnny. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> if you see him, he's chill dude. Just, you know, drinks, have fun, relax, you know, you don't see him doing, you know, he's not out there, you know, crazy. But he sees mm-hmm. the trampoline, he gets on there, he's jumping around, he's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, yeah. The spirit hit him. He's like, do a backflip, do a backflip. He's like, he's like, easy, you know, <laughs> easy. He does it. But <laughs> there's a video mm-hmm. clip, <laughs> he does the backflip, good form. He lands on the... Uh, <laughs> He lands on the trampoline perfect, right? But the, his momentum kept carrying him back because mm-hmm. it's a backflip. So the moment he landed, yep. he jumps back and he flies and off backwards. the trampoline head first. Yo. <laughs> oh, I've, oh, Yo, that's America's exactly. Funniest that's Home what, Videos. I'm trying to get my other cousin to Yo, that. that was the original. We know, Yo, <laughs> that was the original place. Like, we felt uh, it was safe. Yeah. Like, you could win some money for mm-hmm. it. The people would be in the crowd <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you know, it was people were literally laughing yeah. at themselves. And I think that was a great release, man. Shout out to America's Funniest oh, Home man. Videos. Um, before, yeah, before On Demand, that's where we had to go. And if you had something funny happen to your family, <laughs> if you had anything, you know, randomly... 
We will always say, man, is that we should the see original that to world star? Home videos. They're like, you know oh, you're going to be on world's funniest home mm. video. Yes, exactly. Maybe in, in a way, in a way, a much less messy, yeah. you know, version oh, of more, it. And, it's more know, organized. Like anybody, and anybody could get it. Yeah, it was much more organized, much more family friendly. Anybody could get it too. That that was the best part about it. Um, so I think it was like again now, like again, all good things. It's it's become perverted, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense. It's no longer a relief. It's actually not an excuse to point I at mean, people. You know, in their weakest exactly. moments, in their, you know, they don't want this stuff out there. There's a whole different world. Again, we're looking at something that somebody knowingly, you know, put out there, you know, of their own free will and volition, you know, yeah. that's a whole different, whole world different than, you know, somebody posting something right. of you when you don't want it to really be out there. Embarrassing moments, your yeah. failures and things like that. And um, again, those moments of failure, then that kind of being, then you being associated with that and then you know, kind of labeled a failure. Again, that's, that's, again, that's what we're talking about and discouraging with this because um, I personally think it's all about, um, you know, what you're trying to do too. Sometimes you big lofty goals and, you know, you're taking big swings and you're you're taking big risks. And so like one of my favorite movie series, you know, to this day, if it's on, I watch it all the time, Mm. is Rocky. I love Rocky, man. Like the whole series, Rocky all of Bob them, um, except that first five one. You know, I have it because it's in a collection. But yeah, serious. Um, but you know, the Creed movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Creed movies, all that. I just watched it. You know, I think yesterday it, it was on. Man, shout out Ooh. to Michael B. Jordan. They had a little marathon on. Keep watching them. But the whole thing about those movies is, it's not about necessarily winning. It's about overcoming, you know, great odds or whatever. You know, going twelve rounds the distance with a heavyweight champion when you're, you know, supposed to be washed up. And people stop believing in you, you still believing in yourself and having people around yep. that believe in you. That team. And hey, can take it the distance to eventually get that win. Yep. You know? It's it, it's it's the adventure, it's the setup, you know, the hero's journey. You know, that I think that's what it that's what this life is really about. And the eye of the um, tiger. And I think in the eye mm-hmm. of the tiger, the thrill mm-hmm. of the fights mm-hmm. rising up to the challenge of a battle. Was it yes. rise up? That, that's the that's like that's like a secular hymn that's, or something that like that. That song is something to me, though. <laughs> I hear the first couple chords of the song, I'm ready to go. You hear the first guitar? Rising like, up. Just doon. That pause. Doon, doon, doon. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Yes. I'm ready to fight. Whatever I'm doing, I'm ready. I'm ready. I hear that beat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yo, I love I love that stuff, man. Um, There's a show out there on uh, Apple Talk uh, called Ted Lasso. You know, again, a guy that people are trying to, you know, he's taking L's, you know what I'm saying? People poking fun of him, but you can't get him down. He's resilient, and his resiliency is willingness to keep getting back up and coming back at you, you know, how he wants to, you know, not letting other people affect how you're going to do things, man. So I, I just love that, you know, not just the underdogness, but it's the way that you do things, too, doing stuff in a, um, a dignified uh, way, finding meaning, you know, in your suffering and dignity in your yes. pain. Um, you know, I spoke about that on uh, on social as well, man. That that's so important because again, those moments where you are going through something, where you're in a low moment, I, I kind of think of when people do those um, before and after pictures when they're doing a weight loss mm-hmm. journey or something. Yeah. You know, they would probably be very embarrassed to show those before pictures, um, but you know, they're confident in what they're gonna have afterwards. Or now that they have it, bam! Now it's so much right. easier to go ahead and show that to show where you come from. You know. Um, so that I think that's that's a visual way that we see all the time where people like, you know, okay, here's my, you know, here's my L, here's my loss. But actually it's a lesson and this is what got me to here. 
you know, and we love people. We love to see that. That's one of the most popular things on social media. Um, so is you know workout yes. stuff, weight loss stuff, workout stuff. You know, fitness journeys. We love following it's those things. Motivational, man. Because it's it, about it yeah, it's motivational. There you go, all that motivational you, stuff. You know, a sense of yo, if this person it's could motivation. do it, I could do it. You know, like. I mean, even myself, mm-hmm. guys, you know, I was a big fella myself. I was 220 pounds. Big I'm me, I'm down though. 160. Not by choice. Don't get me wrong. Slim. We'll tell that story in another another episode. That's a, Yeah, that's uh, next week. But, yeah, man. <laughs> and it's all about having the right people around you, a supportive team, people that believe in you just as much as mm-hmm. you believe in yourself. And it's mm-hmm. you, gotta, you just got to be able to have that right mindset. And if you do take an L, mm-hmm. you know, learn from it. Take that opportunity to learn from your mistakes, mm-hmm. learn what you did wrong, and improve on it. That, you know, that's right, man. Rocky had it. Um, uh, Rocky had uh, Mickey, Mickey. You know, and Adrian. And Adrian. His girl believed yes. in him. That's right. Yo, Adrian. That's his girl believed in him. Mickey believed in him. Then after How many Mickey of y'all died, named Adrian? Apollo believed in him. Listening to us. You feel me? <laughs> Someone was inspired. You're named yeah. after her. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you, we got to, again, a team is so important in that, su- in that support system. And so um, that's why, again, shout out to uh, um, our, our fam, not the friend of the show, but the fam, yes, Steve. Stephen Moore, Moore, four man. years of sobriety. Um, you know, three. Yo, exactly, round of man. applause. I'll, I'll, I'll clap for that. And, you know, I'll clap for that. That's, yeah. man, yo, Steve, just a message to Steve. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. More words, tease.com. Congratulations on four years, brother, with sobriety. Man, I know it hasn't been mm-hmm. easy, but you're doing it. And continue mm-hmm. to inspire people and continue to do what you do. Doing the dang thing. For sure, for sure. I definitely, and the thing about his story that is so inspirational, and that's what I said in the future show, we got to have Mrs. Moron. Yes. You know, we got to talk to the yes. support system. As you say, that's what gets you through it because, um, you know, if you listen to that episode, what would really hit me, what I hope don't get lost on people when he started to say, bro, it took yes. me three years to finish a three month program, wild. you know, the 90 day thing. Took him three years. So kept he kept it, man failing basically at it yeah he kept but he did, kept yes. at it and um, the support comes in handy I think that that's so empowering in that in those situations mm-hmm. and he talks about it in the last episode guys and you know it, it you know if those of you that struggle with addiction and stuff you know it, you might want to give it a listen man it, it doesn't happen overnight it takes time it takes patience and during that time you learn yourself a lot about yourself and uh, he, he tells us that story, and, you know, we look forward to hearing from him again and his wife, who's been, you know, I want to say a big part in him being that mm-hmm, uh, uh, sober for four years, man. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's definitely because you got to be on, an, on one accord. You got to be in a household where people support mm-hmm. that, you know, for real. Um, so, again, we're definitely going to um, be touching on that later because, again, the support system, the connection, the relationships – um, because again, life is about relationships. Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it, that's so inspirational. He's been four years sober, but it took him three years, you know, to or failing to get there. So again, he failed for three, but he got up four. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. That's called overcoming it. You know, for every year that he was down, you know, maybe down on himself. You know, now hey, mm-hmm. he got an extra. He got a, he matched a year of being you know sober, and now he's up. Now it's all positive yeah. from here. Um, you know, what I'm saying that that's. I think that that's very powerful. That kind of speaks to me, man, and it's and it's something I hope you know speaks to you all as well, because it can seem like, again, especially when you have years. Once you, once you you keep on, it's like, dang, this thing isn't working. Season after season, it really is easy to give up. Um, it's the it's the easiest thing yeah. to do, but 
Um, do you, but do you have that enough faith in yourself to believe that, hey, man, this is this is really for me. This is something I can do. And, um, and do you have the compassion to try? You know, and I just want to say this uh, before we wrap it up here. Uh, people that, you know, if you're taking L's and, you, you know, you're feeling like a failure, just know that there's people every day fighting back, not giving up. So you're not alone mm -hmm. in the fight. You know, there's other people struggling and, you know, just struggle together and we can make it through, you know. So learn from your mistakes. Allow the failures to learn about yourself and then just grow. Just trust the process, you know. Just know that, you know, you got people behind you. Trust the yeah. process. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah, no six. So, yeah, I mean, exactly, and that's, you know, that's this week. That will conclude this week here with failure. Mm -hmm. Next week, guys, we're going to be talking about physical health and how it impacts you mentally mm -hmm. as well. Gotta give that same energy. You mm -hmm. put the time in for your physical health, put the same into your mental. So, you know, on you know, other than that, for me for this week, yeah, you know, I'll, we'll see you guys next week. You got anything else for them, Eric? Um, no man, just hey, another great show. You know, it's always a pleasure doing this with you, bro. And um, you know, thank you all for listening. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we do appreciate that. And we will see you next week. This episode of the Consider Your Mind podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. For new listeners who may not know, Consider Your Mind started from my own personal mental health journey that began with me seeking the help of a therapist. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And as a special offer to Consider Your Mind listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash ConsiderYourMind. That's BetterHelp.com slash ConsiderYourMind. See you next week.